Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. It's December. Adam and I are going to be talking about Home Alone 2, the novelization, but different versions. That's right. I've got the Scholastic edition of Home Alone 2. It's a novelization by Todd Strasser based on, based on the screenplay by John Hughes. Adam, it's good to see you. Glad good we to get see to you have too. This. Glad, we get, glad we get to have this conversation. Can you tell us about your copy of Home Alone 2? Mine as well is a Scholastic edition, but mine is by A.L. Singer, uh, based on the screenplay by John Hughes. Uh, but mine, my cover, as you can tell, is a little different. It's a little bright on my camera, but yours is like the more traditional movie poster. Mine just has Kevin just looking at us like, you know, like he's, like he's about to... Yeah, he's about to throw a paint can down the stairwell at us. And uh, yeah. uh, but this one is a little bit, you know, uh, bulkier. It's like it's about 220 pages. And I think it's a more a young, young adult novelization. Because um, it's actually pretty, pretty easy read. And uh, there was some things that were pretty, uh, pretty different. And yeah. can't wait to talk about them. Yeah. So we all know the, the story of Home Alone, right? It's one of the most popular Christmas movies out there. You got a young boy, Kevin McAllister, getting left behind. Uh, we talked about the first movie or the first novelization last year or the year before. I can't remember. I think it might have been two years ago. <laughs> yeah, as the wet bandits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The wet bandits were arrested. They were hauled off to jail. Um, and here we are a couple of years later talking about the second, the sequel here. Um same story, basically. Kevin McAllister gets left behind. His family's off doing their own thing. And uh, Kevin has to face his own adventure. And this time around, he gets separated at the airport where his family gets on an airplane and head to Florida. Kevin winds up in New York City all alone. I can't remember how old he is in this story. Maybe he's supposed to be... He's 10. 10? 10. Mm-hmm. And he, he has... The, the, the villains from the first one show back up. The, the wet bandits, Harry and Marv, they get out of prison. Well, they escape jail. Uh, and I don't know about your novelization, but my novelization has a prologue. It's a dream sequence mm-hmm. with Harry and Marv uh, yep. and how they, they're trying to, to bust out of jail and uh, get back to Kevin and get their revenge on him. Yep, I got that too. Wow. Okay. See, now I'm really curious to know how much like our books are the same. You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. somehow I'm going to need to get your copy. And you're going to need to take my copy and we're going to have to do this again next year. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Um, like I said, uh, like you were saying, like uh, there was a nightmare uh, scene in the beginning. It starts off like for me, it just starts off with like, um, you know, the cops were taunting, you know, the wet bandits, how they got, you know, you know, taken down by a, by a nine-year-old kid. And, um, in the, in my version, like, I think Harry picks the lock of his handcuffs Mm -hmm. and like he and Marv, like get out of the police car and head straight back to the house. And there was actually a a scene that was not featured in Home Alone 2, but was featured in the Home Alone 3 movie involving, um, Kevin, like they go back to the house and they find a dummy that Harry pulls down from the attic and it starts a lawnmower <laughs> and it goes right <laughs> on top of Harry's head. <laughs> Ow. 
Yeah, they they did put that scene in this in this book and mine my copy as well. So I don't know about you, but I love Home Alone. I I I watch it every single year. The second movie is just as good to me as the first one because it's basically the same movie, just a, di a different like atmosphere uh, or a different you know setting. Um, you get this poor kid who's who's trying to make it, and they've they've got that cool recording device that he has the uh, the talk boy, yeah, the talk boy, where he can slow down the recording to make himself sound more adult, which is funny how they, they used the technology in the film and in the book for him to get a, a hotel room. He had to make himself sound more adult. Like he used it to, uh, to act like his dad calling <laughs> like, in to get a reservation. How do you do? This is yeah. Peter McAllister, the father. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the father, which I thought that was, <laughs> what, what? okay. Um, but yeah, it was, it's a funny story. Um, the one thing that really stood out to me, there's one of the differences. Okay. I'll get into is uh, in the book, there's the, the confrontation between uncle Frank and uh, Kevin and the mm -hmm. is a little bit different mm -hmm. in, uh, I think it was in the book. See, I, I, I lost my note on this one too. I think in the book, he, he calls him a jerk or something again, mm -hmm. but in the movie, he calls him a, uh, a sour like, Yeah. I think he calls it a. Uh, he says, "I'm gonna, yeah, a nosy little pervert." Oh, you're talking about that <laughs> scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I want to slap you silly. Yeah, I had a. Uh, he uh, he. In my version, he goes, "Hey, get out of here, you nosy little creep, or I'll slap you. Come out and slap you silly," which, yeah. <laughs> um, which just makes more sense that they would put that in these books, since it's supposed to be for young readers. Mm -hmm. so, Mommy, what's a pervert? <laughs> <laughs> well there's also one where uh and the second confrontation after the christmas concert where uh you know kevin punches buzz off the the risers after he's mm -hmm. just like you know making faces or like hold, holding the candle to kevin's ears behind yeah. him well afterwards like uh frank says like hey you better not wreck my trip uh, your dad's paying good money for it and in the novelization that i have like he just kind of scoffs it off and st storms away and calls him a bunch of jerks but i remember in the movie he's like i wouldn't want to spoil your fun mr cheapskate <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 see that's when um in the book buzz flicks his retainer mm -hmm. i i think in the movie that's where i i was laughing uh because i watched the film and that's when i heard him say uh, little trout sniffer in the book he just flicks his retainer at him like he i guess it's in his mouth he just kind of flicks it out at him and mm -hmm. nobody sees it but kevin and his mom gets on to him and is like and no one believes you kevin but yeah. there was a couple of things that uh the book actually answered some questions for me on because like there were things that i didn't actually notice before until i read the book yeah and uh it's after they got switched uh kevin found out he's at the new york airport uh, afterwards, um, he realizes like, hey, my family's in Florida and I'm in New York. He goes out and uh, asks for a cab. And, you know, normally they have someone out there like uh, like waving down a cab for you. Like uh, he goes out there and the guy that, you know, just waves the cab down, just does it. And he's just like, and Kevin, he goes like, huh, they uh, must not be surprised that a 10 year old boy is asking for a cab. I'm like, oh, well. <laughs> There's also one, like, if you, uh, I just watched the film, like, two hours before we started recording, and there was one thing that I never picked up on, but 
it was the scene where the uh, concierge, the manager, the concierge, the concierge mm-hmm. was, uh, he goes into Kevin's room to kind of investigate and uh, he plays the recording of his uncle singing in the shower and he has that like that inflatable balloon. Yeah, the you know? clown balloon thing. Well, it actually explained how that was already uh, inflated. Because, uh, like, if he would have hurt, like, did you ever not notice that? Like, whenever he comes to the door, it's already inflated. Yeah, it's, like, already in there. Like, he's yeah, got the like, idea to do it. And uh, apparently, like, I guess there was, like, a... He was just like, huh, well, while I'm waiting for my room service, I guess I'll go ahead and take a bath. And he just went ahead and played with it in the bathtub or something like that. Like, well, that does actually explain it, so... That's funny. So it, it does get into that where he like, oh, I'll take a bath and get the thing ready. Yeah, he it says that he uh, he played with it a little bit in the bathtub of the hotel room that he was in. And uh, I, mean, I I have to find it. I'm actually right there. Um... I don't think my book explained it at all. It just kind of happened like in the movie and I didn't even think about it. But yeah, it's kind of funny because he's got like, you know, string attached to the hands to make it dance and move around. And what I always thought was funny about that scene too, is that it's got that giant clown nose on the face. Mm -hmm. So he like sees the silhouette and he's kind of like confused, Mm -hmm. which is, I thought that was pretty funny too, because you know, that big bulbous nose with the tiny (laughs) arm, with the tiny arms that are moving. (laughs) (laughs) That that was funny. And is that song a real song? I think so. I think is what it called it in the book. I'll have to actually check it out and see if there is, because I know that they, uh, the Angels with Filthy Souls is a fake movie that was made for this movie, and that then they, they did it again. But um, let's see. <laughs> yeah, we're going to yeah. talk about that in a minute. Yeah, um, I do remember that he already, like, there's a scene where he was like, uh, he just sat in the bathtub and he had like the, the thing inflated already. I'll have to find it, but. Um, I think it's like around chapter six, I believe, but, but, uh, I also have in my note. Oh, I don't know if this one, uh, was in your novelization, but in mine, uh, it had a, uh, (laughs) you know how in the first movie they have the aftershave scene where it's like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. like they had that in my novelization. Did they have it in yours? I don't know that you say that it kind of sounds familiar. I see. I didn't. I took horrible notes this time around for some reason, uh, but I can't recall. Yours is yours numbered by chapter. Mm-hmm. See, mine is uh, timestamps, like oh, yeah. date and time. Yeah, like December twenty fourth, the day before Christmas, the Plaza Hotel, seven thirty a.m. And every few pages, it it'll change to a different time or date. And uh, I've got, the, of course, the eight pages of colored photographs. And it's funny because yeah. they 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 insert that right into where there's a you know an ongoing sentence. So it's like after they and you got to flip eight pages. <laughs> cleaned, out, cleaned out Duncan's You're like. Ugh. Mine comes in uh, right after her- the the wet bandits find Kevin out in New York, and like you know in the movie you hear him say "Hiya, pal" mm-hmm. right behind him. Then it cuts to chapter twelve, and that's when I get my pictures. <laughs> Okay. So yeah, see I thought the that that movie, what did you call it? The movie inside the movie, the the gangster film? The first one was Angels with Filthy Souls and the second one was Angel with Angels with even more filthier souls. 
That's funny. I noticed on my rewatch that uh, I don't know if it was an error on my computer or if uh, Apple had it censored because I purchased the digital copy. But uh, when he said he says gimp leg, but they mm-hmm. it's like it cuts the audio out when he tries when he says that. Oh, really? Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> wait, why did they cut that out? And later on in the movie, when that scene is playing again, it's not cut out. Because mm-hmm. I don't know if it's because he says it faster and they, they just decided to leave it in or what. Because I even I did rewind that part to hear, like, did my computer cut out? But no, it was like censored out. I, I don't know. I thought that was a weird, a weird cut. Okay. Um, and there's there's the differences between uh, that movie in the movie and in the novelization. Um, let's see. Instead of the Merry Christmas. You filthy animal! Uh, the gangster says, "Merry Christmas, you two-time and floozy." <laughs> oh, I got filthy animal in mine. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He says, "Merry Christmas, you two-time and floozy." And I was like, "Huh? What? I don't, re- <laughs> I don't remember that." I looked at the movie, and it was "Merry Christmas, you filthy animal." Um, I did find the scene that I was uh, talking about, and I'm going to say, uh, "This is when he orders like the room service, like that mega ice cream sundae that he has." Uh, mm-hmm. They did cut that line out though. Uh, before I mentioned, like uh, when the uh, the waiter was like two scoops, sir. He goes two, make it three. I'm not mm-hmm. driving. I'm like, yeah. oh, I get why they probably cut it out. Um, but yeah. it said the the they basically said it'll take twenty minutes, and he goes twenty minutes. Uh, okay, he goes, and twenty minutes would be enough time for a soak in the hot tub with a with a friend, of course. Kevin pulled out Bongo the clown from his dad's bag brought it to the bathroom and inflated it. So he already had it inflated, you know, like while he was like in the hot tub or something. Okay. Yeah. There's like several other scenes where, um, that were like shortened or there was one particular, a couple of particular scenes that were just cut out or changed. And it was all near the end, but how I was going to ask the whole scene with the wet, uh, the, uh, the, or the sticky bandits as they call themselves, how are those traps? Uh, how was reading them fall for all those booby traps and in, in, in for years? Because mine was hilarious. See, I thought it was going to be kind of tedious when I got to it because I was kind of like waiting for it, you know. But when I got to it, it was pretty good. Uh, I it was funny. The stuff was funny in my book. It got straight to the point. It was like one after the other, like you know, Harry's doing this, and then it cuts to Marv, like you know the bag falling on somebody's head and i I thought it it played out very well in the book and mine uh it describes kevin's uh process like like detail by detail (laughs) like it says like kevin did this to the tool shed and then kevin did this to you know pour kerosene in the toilet knowing that and stage the the fire the little the little yeah. fire machine above it and everything it, like it described and he called it so, operation ho 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 yeah yeah <laughs> and, uh, got that and uh it described all of his process and but <laughs> i was actually i i was reading this out loud like my wife was working in this office during the day i kept laughing and i kept reading it out and it caused her to laugh too it's like it was just how it was phrased was just it was just as funny as watching it on the on film <laughs> yeah that's good that's good um, I know one one of the differences that I was looking out for was uh, when Kevin pulls a photograph out of his dad's wallet to like mm-hmm. look at his family. Um, 
in the book it's described like his dad's more serious and mm-hmm. everybody else is just real silly but i think in the in the movie it was just like a just a normal photo like not anything sitting there like at a a studio or anything how this one like apparently comes off in the book they're supposed to get like professional photos or something that he keeps in his wallet and his dad's like real upright and trying to be super serious and everybody else is just kind of like doing their own thing. So I thought that was interesting. A weird, I, a weird change for the book. I remember it just kind of being a photo too. I'll have to go back and check it out, but um, there was, get, go ahead. Did you get buzz checking out a lady changing her clothes? Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Like, yeah. like his family with relatives were checking on him and he was just like just peeking out the window like being yeah. all weird like yeah he's like annoyed when uh his like when i guess his cousin came in to say something to him he's mm-hmm. just like get out of here <laughs> that was hilarious um there was also one thing that i caught on uh now yours what does kevin use to signal for the police in the park at the end signal the police like he said like how in the movie he uses fireworks oh i don't even know uh in mine he doesn't have fireworks he has a flare a flare uh-huh i'm trying to remember i know that he just like slips on a bunch of ice he uh in the not in the movie he says look for fireworks and says hurry they got a gun and this one he says Hurry, they got a gun and look for a light. That's where I'll be something along those lines. I'm like, a hmm. light. And then I remembered, like, I didn't see him purchase the fireworks. I'm like, that makes perfect. In the movie, you see him come out of the store where he buys the fireworks. And I'm like, that makes a lot of sense, though, because I think uh, back then and still now, like, like uh, you have to be like 18 and older to buy yeah. fireworks, don't you? The whole like uh, gun to his face was intense. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I remember, uh, um, it described that he pulled, like in the movie, he pulls it out of his pocket, but in the book, it talked about how he pulled it out of a bag, like his gym bag or something like that. There was one scene that was completely different than the film too. It was when, uh, you know, in the film, when uh, Kevin's mom was out looking for him in New York, she asks for a cop for help. In the in my novelization, she doesn't like. She doesn't get the idea to go to the Rockefeller Center with the big Christmas tree. Uh, she just, I think she was reading a magazine. Yeah. And, and yeah. Uh, uh, she looked at a picture of a tree and she's like, I know where he can be. I was like, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> it's a little yeah. different. And let's see. Yeah, that's what happened in my novelization too. The scene where the parents confront the the uh, hotel staff was short. Like it was basically this, them saying like, you guys are idiots. What kind of idiots uh, work here? And then he's like the finest. It's just like the finest in New York. And and then at one point, like she outright slaps Tim Curry's face and he, like he's trying to warn her not to go out there. And she goes, and then he goes like, well, be sure to bundle up. It's cold out there. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah. And, and, I was going to say, whenever that that concierge guy finds out that the credit card is stolen, I know in the movie he does like a credit check, like he looks mm-hmm. it up, and in my book it doesn't do that. He just like assumes the whole time that Kevin's committed fraud. Oh, 
that's it. It uh, outright explains it in mine how after the he goes into his hotel with the pizza and every or goes into the limo with the pizza, he goes and finds McAllister's you know credit card number and information, enters it in, and it pops up stolen. Hmm. Yeah, and I don't re- I don't remember uh, coming across that part in mine. It's like the whole time he just kind of doesn't trust the kid. Yeah, he uh, he was a little bit more aggressive with him in the novelization. I noticed mm-hmm. um, he doesn't actually like he doesn't threaten to call the police. Uh, like whenever he comes back to the hotel, he's like, and he's just like it says that uh, he's like, "What's the matter? The toy store wouldn't take your stolen credit card." As he rips it out of the bag, and then. Uh, it just show, says that he grabbed him by the collar and everything to make sure and tried to guide him somewhere, I guess, into the officers to security or something like that. Hmm. But, but like, um, it says like uh, he was trying to struggle uh, out of his grip and everything. I was like, ah, that's a little, <laughs> yeah, it's a little rough. Yeah. And he doesn't even threaten to call the police or anything. <laughs> um, I think one of the other big differences that I saw in, I laughed about after I, I noticed this in the film and when he goes to that Duncan's toy shop, he buys like a Swiss army knife and like some weird toy. Okay. And the price was like $35 or something. Oh, $23. And yeah. 23. In my novelization, he, he buys a lot of extra stuff, including a game gear and <laughs> like a game. And a couple of things, and the price is the exact same. And I was thinking, like, man, this author has no idea what a Game Gear is. <laughs> so I, I just I thought that was funny. That, man, 23 bucks or 35 whatever the price was for a Game Gear? Was a game? Heck yeah. I mean, I remember a lot of people, like, I've seen videos where people are like, what was it that he bought in the store? I was like, it's actually soap. Is it soap? <laughs> yeah, it's like a soap with like a little dragon dispenser. Dragon dispenser. Yeah, and That's it costs twenty three dollars. I'm like, what? I guess they had to get him something. Like he had to do something responsible. Like uh, when he went to the get a toothbrush in the first movie. Yeah, at least he didn't steal that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. See, that makes sense. Um, what you just said, the soap. How did I not pick up on that either? He picked out a pack of mini robots, a bottle of monster sap, super slippery bath bubbles, a jackknife, a game gear, and a stack of game cartridges. A stack of game cartridges. Okay. Jeez. That's crazy. Yeah. Now I'm kind of curious. He bought a knife from a toy store. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the total comes to $23.75. That's like a couple of candy bars at Walmart nowadays. Yeah. But can you believe <laughs> a game gear and a stack of cartridges and a jackknife for $23.75? I missed 90s prices. <laughs> yeah, me too. Oh, the there was one disappointing thing about this novelization. They didn't have the very last scene, the room service bill. At the end of it, where uh, he finds out, his dad finds out he spent close to $1,000 on room service. And yeah. you hear him yelling. No, yeah. That, yeah, that's that not in happen. mind. Yeah. I was like, what? Come on. Yeah, but overall, yeah. Uh, how did you feel about it? The novelization as a whole? Mm-hmm. 
I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. It was a quick read. Mm-hmm. Um, it was pretty accurate. And of course, it's going to have some minor changes. I think I think my favorite change has to be Merry Christmas, you two-time and floozy. <laughs> I just think that's <laughs> that was funny. And I'm disappointed that that wasn't what they said in the film. <laughs> so, uh, like the whole scene, reading that, like, I guess the novelization of that in-story movie, which I can't remember what you said it was, um, but like, I loved those scenes. Uh, mine was a little different. Like in the in the not in the film, like whenever he's like mentioning all the names that you know, like he was smooching with my brother, you <laughs> were, were smooching with, with everybody, like like Bony Bob, Cliff, and then like the security guard goes, <gasps> and he's like, it's a lie. <laughs> but uh in my version like it mentions it briefly like uh it's like the the bellman said like he noticed the security guard was acting very nervous and then he caught his name cliff on the on the name tag so he just turned around and looked and he's just like (laughs) yeah Yeah. i I think that's that's my favorite stuff with the whole thing is uh i'd love to see that like all those movie pieces put together again uh, with the first and the second uh, with more clips if they had them. Um, but just reading it was funny because they, they nailed the like acts, the gangster accent that he had mm-hmm. perfectly. You see, I thought that the, uh, the guy in that movie, the, the guy with the Tommy gun, yeah. the Tommy gun. I thought he but was my Tommy uh, gun. Don't <laughs> I thought he was a private detective. Cause I thought, that's what his door said in the first movie, but I guess I could have been wrong, but yeah, I thought it was fun. Like even the version that I had was, uh, it was an easy read. Like, believe it or not, I, <laughs> I, I got really busy at work this season and, um, I re- started reading it last night and I was already halfway done with it. Yeah. Uh, and then this morning I finished it in like an hour. Like it's very, it's pretty easy, pretty engaging. It's funny. Yeah. And, um, I recommend it. Um, I kind of wonder, um how rare these are i mean because i kind of remember you getting yours in a bookstore right or did you order it uh man i think i got it on an ebay maybe because mm-hmm. i got the third one too i think it was like part of a bundle mm-hmm. or a lot as they say on ebay yeah that's right i remember but um yeah i i enjoy this novel quite a bit i think it was really funny is true to the film. Um, I, I don't know. I think it'd be, it's like a great introduction piece for like kids to get into reading novelizations, you know, because mm-hmm. it's, it's the film with a couple little minor differences and it's easy to get through. No. The bad guys are scarier in this novel. I would say too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you get the uh, scene in a, uh like the the prologue like did you get the scene where uh marv wakes up in prison and he goes up to harry while he sleeps like i had a nightmare yeah yeah i think it says he tries to climb in bed with harry's like yeah can i hop in bed with you (laughs) so stupid (laughs) so dumb but what would you uh how would you grade this book i'm gonna give it an a me just because it didn't have anything that was like this was stupid or you know it, it it seemed like a good reading grade level 
you know, it didn't dumb things down really. I almost gave it a B plus because they took out the uh, the uh, the room service bill scene at the end, but like I was like, now nah, it's still it's still fun to read, so I'll give it an A. Yeah, uh, I guess the book. My complaint earlier with uh, with Johnny saying the so and so with the gimp leg, they censored it out of the book too. So it's it's not even in the novelization, but it is in the film. They just censored the the, the audio. Yeah, I think the audio I heard today was narrated by Tim Curry. Do you have that one? There's an audio book of this? Yeah, there's like an audio drama that was narrated oh, by Tim Curry. Who played I didn't the know co- that. Yeah. I was saying the audio from the film. Like the, they just, oh, like, the audio. They mute the, they, they okay, mute yeah. the audio uh, as he's talking and says, with the gimp leg. I'm thinking, like, is that... It's not a curse word, is it? Did you... Uh, where did you watch it? I I bought the digital copy from um, Apple. Oh, okay. So <laughs> I just watched it on Disney Plus, and it said "Little Mo with the Gimpy Leg" or something. Okay, that's weird. That like it, it kept muting on mine. <laughs> that that's is strange. Weird. Maybe they think I'm like a two year old or something. But guys, well, thank you so much for checking out the Home Alone two discussion. I hope you guys have a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Happy New Year. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. It was Home Alone too. So Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. And yep, a Happy and New Year. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to say Merry Christmas, you two-time and floozy. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. See you in 2024.